I'm John. I'm Kevin. This is Brandon, and you're listening to The Sports Project. Alright guys, welcome back to The Sports Project, the second video we've ever done. Um, if you guys haven't listened to us or seen us before, I am John, that is Kevin below me. Um, I think he's below me, hold on, I'm actually, no, 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 he's above me. Um... But uh, we normally have Brandon here with us, but he um, actually, unfortunately, was robbed um, out of his car. Uh, someone broke into his car, stole his bag, lost his laptop, his Fucking headphones. Fucking Boston. Yeah, man. Um, so lost a really nice bag, um, really nice laptop, headphones, so really shitty. Shitty day for him, um, so just glad he's okay. But he will be back hopefully next week. We'll see. Um but uh how are you doing man how how's this week been man it's it's been okay we got a lot going on man trying to enjoy you know a little three-day weekend if possible um but man we got sports going on left and right so uh i've been pleasantly content so far man how about you yeah it's not too bad man um so, we're actually going to start off pretty quickly here. We're going to just get right to it. What's up, everyone? This is Brandon from The Sports Project. This new little thing we're doing now, it's called Patreon. I'm sure when you've listed other podcasts, you've heard about it. All it is is a small donation once a month to help support us and help keep us giving you the best sports-related content, the hottest interviews, and the most breaking news. There's three different tiers we offer right now. Little League, for a single U.S. dollar, you get a shout-out every episode. Junior Athlete, for $3 a month, you get to pick one topic for the sports project to cover. I don't care if it's Kentucky Derby, U.S. Open, or even your favorite minor league team, wherever you're from. And then All-American, 5 bucks a month. That's it. It allows you to come in and talk on the sports project. Come join us in the recording and be a part of the show every single month. So go out... Join our Patreon, support us, and help us keep giving you the best content available. So, again, this is this is this is him right here, Michael Michael Pereira, um, or per- Pereira, I guess is how you say it. Um, just an incredible fight. Um, I, I honestly, I could not believe he was doing the things he was doing. Um, but after all of that, he then goes on to call out Jorge Masvidal and tell him he's coming for the BMF title. So say this, what? Yeah, this dude is serious, bro. He he is straight up not giving a shit. He's mm. trying to fight anybody and everybody in the UFC and take any and every belt. I like well, this. I mean, Look, man, if you perform like that, what uh, what weight class is he at? Do you know off the top of your hand? Um, so based on just his size, I would say welterweight probably. Um, What's his name again? Michael mm, Pereira? Oh, I guess it's Michelle maybe? M-I-C-H. I didn't notice there was not an A. So it's M-I-C-H-E-L-P-E-R. Dude, his nickname is The Deliminator. <laughs> Dude, he's oh a welterweight. Yeah, oh, welterweight. He's a yeah. welterweight, yeah. man. Yeah, welter, so. Wow. Yeah, yeah man. 
And Welter, man, you're at that point where you could go down or you could go up. Just, I mean, he could go get all kinds of belts if you really wanted to, especially at welterweight. Well, I, I guess that was a stupid question. If he's calling out Jorge Masvidal, I guess we should have knew he was 170. Yeah. Yeah. That was well, pretty stupid. I mean, I mean, you just never know now. I mean, you can call out anybody as long as you can get to that weight. It doesn't matter. Yeah, man. I mean, well, hell, uh, like Henry Cejudo, I think he, he's he gone up a weight class. I think he's gone down a weight class. And mm-hmm. then he's uh, pretty much dominated his main weight class that he came into the UFC with. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's definitely that area where guys are, are moving all around and trying to make moves and, and make a name for themselves for sure. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so, also... I mean, I don't really have much else on that fight. I mean, that was just incredible. Like just seeing him when he but when he blows the kiss, shows him the hand, shakes it multiple times, and then just wow, right across the head, dude. Oh god, I when I I was, I think I had just gotten back from from that job I went on last night, and I had just gotten back, and I was I was flipping through ESPN. And I was like, and and that popped up, and I was like, oh my goodness, like, I cannot believe he allowed that to happen. Or maybe it was, maybe it was uh, this morning, I can't remember, but I I was just shocked when I saw it. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, So I've got the background here, I got my doubt, oh, what's up, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, man. There was there there was a couple other uh, big hits this weekend uh, that we're I think we're gonna get into a little bit. But uh, what what you got going on right there? A little bit of uh, live sports. Yeah, man. I'm watching. Um, oh, just went away. Um, damn, and I I lost who it was. Uh, it's the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. Um, okay. Dallas is up one nothing right now. It's the finals, um, West Finals game one. So. Um, again, I don't watch much. Well, I got the, uh, but yeah, I was about to say, man, I, you know, again, we've, you know, I put my, uh, opinion on it last week, the NHL, at least from a organizational standpoint and a league standpoint, doing very well in my opinion. Um, hope you guys caught that episode, but, um, I got the Lakers and the Rockets on right now. Game two, uh, it's all tied up right now. Still early in the first, uh, seven minutes in the first quarter. So, um, should, should be good, but some, some big moves that came out about a little bit earlier, the game before this one, man, with the bucks, yeah. um, kind of a horrible, horrible start, uh, and how they're going to finish. But Giannis Adetempo is out. It seems there has not been anything specific. There has not been anything confirmed as of now, but he did re-injure that right ankle uh, that was injured last year. And I, begin, I believe it was a little uh, twinged at the beginning of this year, if I'm not mistaken. But So I, I think that's going to be a huge, huge hit. And, and especially for one of the teams we were talking about last week in the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, really being poised to make a strong run here, especially with a young team, again, in, in this kind of bubble format, this bubble setting. Um, we thought that they could really kind of pull something special off. So I think that's going to be a huge hit for the Bucks. Yep. Well, so um, when did he leave? What was it, in the first half? So what I will say, uh, what I did think was really impressive. Um, so Giannis left in, um, in the first half of game four. Um, but Middleton came in and 
had himself a pretty nice game. I'm actually trying, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Oh, there it is. Um, had himself a pretty nice game. I, I watched the highlights um, earlier today. Um, they are talking about how he came in and really, really took control and um, scored a lot of points. Uh, he had 36 points, uh, two steals, eight rebounds. Um, he went nine for nine from the free throw, three for seven from three point, 12 for 28, um, field goals, uh, played 48 minutes. So, uh, what I think today they were able to show, at least to me, is that maybe they don't need him to win. I mean, I mean, I know that they're only playing the heat and to me, I don't think the heat's, um, a team to really gawk at as far as talent. Um, but I mean, the Bucks have to be pretty confident and happy to know that they have Middleton that can come in and and at least fill in if 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 uh, Ante Tacumbo uh, Ante Tacumbo does go down, um, you know at least they've got him. Uh, so I, I'm honestly I'm not gonna say I'm more confident in the Bucks. We'll see how long Giannis is out, <coughs> but if Giannis does come back. I'm even more confident in the Bucks winning. I, you know, I, I originally picked the Jazz. They're out now. Um, That's what but, I was just about to ask you, man. What happened to the Jazz? Um, honestly, what dude, happened, man. So I watched the last game, obviously, because I, I, you know, I was really, really was rooting for the Jazz. I like Donovan Mitchell a lot. Um, I like Mike Conley, um, and I don't, I don't, they. They didn't look like the same Jazz team that I had watched. You know, I only I didn't watch every game that they played through the playoffs, um, but I did catch a couple, and they just didn't look. They looked out of control. They played um, real fast. They didn't really. You didn't see them. You know, slow down, get the ball to the top of the key, kind of set up a play. You know, pick and rolls, stuff like that. I mean, you saw them run the pick and rolls, but they were rushed pick and rolls. Um, you know, they weren't, you know, guy, you know, you normally, you know, you got, you got the point guard, he's, he's, you know, standing there dribbling, someone comes up, you know, sets the screen and then goes around. It was more like guys running up and then guy is running up trying to set a screen almost on the run. And then like the screen doesn't work that well. Cause you know, guy, rather than, you know, the defender being, you know, from here to here, he's, you know, another two feet further back because they're all on the run. So he's trying to make sure he gets his feet planted and it just, it, you, I could just see little stuff like that where they were just rushing and they, they really just – Denver just outplayed them and outsmarted them the whole time. And uh, what's his name? Jamal um, – let me, let me see. Uh, Jamal – damn, I cannot remember his name now. Um, he had – again, he was he played a really good game. I mean, he, he played great for them through the entire series. Um but he showed up again, and I mean, he just capitalized on on mistakes that uh, that that Utah made. Um, he was he drove the paint really well. He shot from shot from distance really well. Um, he just was a good he was a good player all night, all day, and uh, Utah couldn't do anything. And like I said, they just played almost out of control. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what was different. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe it was there's been seven. There's absolutely been really good basketball. Um, I've watched several games. You know, my boys and I, we 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 kind of at in the evening when I get home. You know, that that's kind of our thing. Kick back a little bit, throw on a game, 
um, and just kind of dissect everything, what's going on. You know, my boys are still young, so they're trying to learn everything they can, you know, the ins and outs, things like that. But um, one thing that's been a little concerning, though, is just the overall numbers of these. I don't know if you've heard anything about this, John, but I mean, these have been like all over my feeds, things like that, especially on my phone. Man, I'm catching all of these different comparisons. So apparently the uh, NBA game, they're down to 1.8 million per game, which is down from 2.7. So again, they're losing, what, little little less than half of what it was, but you know, I, I think we said something about it maybe a month or so ago. And at the beginning, at the time, I kind of thought it was just because it was, you know, the bubble games and everybody kind of doing the playoff uh, games to get in the play in games, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they were saying I was hearing little things about it then was, you know, oh, wow, all everybody else's numbers was up. Baseball's numbers was up. You know, UFC is through the absolute roof right now. Golf has been up. Tennis is starting to come back around. So there's all these sports that are having really good, you know, turnouts and really good numbers and things like that. But something as such a staple as like the NBA, and it's really starting to get turned down a little bit. So I thought it was pretty funny. I uh, saw that those numbers were kind of so low and things like that. So kind of just started doing a little bit of digging around. And the funniest thing that I heard someone say was that the average podcast pretty much has more viewers than the NBA playoffs game. So just in case you thought I was lying, um, here's a few numbers. There are now over 2000 YouTube channels with at least a million subscribers. So there's at least 2,000 channels that are getting more viewerships than the NBA playoff game. Um, Some of those top podcasts include Serial, This American Life, Dr. Death, Radio Lab, The Daily, Stuff You Should Know, S-Town, Planet Money from NPR, TED Talks, and Pod Saved Us. So the reason I say all this is not to uh, keep you off track and to distract you from what's going on. I bring all this up to tell you that all of these podcasts that I have not heard any of before, I didn't even know these podcasts exist. Every single one of them are getting more viewership, more interaction, and more content than the NBA playoffs game. And I I just thought that was absolutely amazing, especially in a world right now where so many people are starved for content, man. I mean, movies are just now starting to come back out. The theaters are just now starting to open back up. People are struggling to watch anything and everything that they can get their eyes on, but they yep. won't watch NBA basketball. I, I don't get it. I, I truly don't understand what the issue is as far as why they're down so much. Um, I would maybe expect a fluctuation, maybe a little bit of roller coaster, things like that, but but nothing what we're seeing now. I mean, like we said, I think they're losing about 45%. It's just under half of what they're used to. So, I mean, what, what what do you think about that, man? I mean, this has to hurt the numbers that they're bringing in. This has to hurt the, the TV deals. This has to hurt the marketing deals, the advertisements. This has to hurt everything. And especially during the pandemic where all of this has been kind of an issue anyways. And it's it's almost like just probably another <clears throat> slap in the face, honestly. So um, <clears throat> I, think, uh, I think it comes down to, you know, 
sports is meant to be a, a, a not. I don't want to say a safe haven. Well, yeah, I mean it is. It is it's meant to be a safe haven for athletes. It's my safe haven. Yeah, yeah it's my safe haven. Um, you know, for athletes, for coaches. Um, Take me to my fans. happy place, boys. Yeah, and, and for fans because I mean. It's a place where no matter who's next to you, no matter, I mean, assuming that you're, you know, at at a home game, I guess. Um, but if you go to a home game, you know, no matter who's next to you for the most part, they're with you. They're, they're, they're supporting the team that you're supporting. They're, they're wanting to win just as much as you're wanting to win. Um, you know, that type of deal. So, um, you know, sports kind of has that unity. And then it also has that ability to, kind of let you forget about everything else that's going on in the world. Um, you know, whatever it may be, your taxes, your bills, um, you know, maybe your annoying-ass kids, whatever it may be. Um, but uh, Oh, trust you know, me, we got those. Yeah, so, you know, you may, whatever you're trying to escape from, for even a brief moment of time, is it's, it's nice and... Right now, and I get you know I I get everything going on. I understand it. I understand what's going on and why why they're doing what they're doing. But the problem I think a lot of people have is that it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop at you know oh these NBA players are not playing for this reason or oh they're wearing these T-shirts or whatever the case. But it doesn't stop there. The ESPN has to show. Um, highlights of people talking about it and getting super emotional, and then they have to talk about, almost talk about the the stories and stuff that are going on at like a news station almost. Um, and, and I mean, I get it, you know, I I get it. These things are going on and they're bad things, you know. But, you know, I got it. But at least, just like, can we not like it? Talk about it almost like we're a news network. Like, let's at least, hey, players want to protest. Players want to. Wear a shirt. Players want to do this and that. Cool. That's on them. You know, you guys want to do like a brief section on it for Sports Center on you know the protests and stuff that's going on. Cool. But like, it's in everything now. Everything you watch, every game you watch, so, every Sports Center episode you watch, it, it's in everything. Absolutely. No, I mean, and I get it. I mean, like I said, we've been watching the NBA. We've been watching, you know, all all the sports that have been on. I mean, we are sports fanatics. Um, of all sports and and again not just our you know of course we're homers and things like that but you know I like watching just two teams go at it man some good competition and you know keeping score and let's see who wins so so you definitely do think that that's that's probably let's not say the only factor you think that's probably the main factor is just maybe bringing in the uh that that public kind of you know, discourse that's going on now and kind of bringing it into the leagues and the athletics and things like that. You think yeah. that's where kind of the biggest fall off is? Well, I don't think the fall off is really that it's in there. I think the fall off is that it's in there almost every 10 minutes. Like it's right. just so constant and so well, and again, just time. for instance, what you're, yeah, what you're saying now. So again, you know, like we said, we got the, I have the Rockets and the Lakers game going on right now. There's been two or three TV breaks already. And I think I've seen four or five Black Lives Matter commercials, um, you know, two or three, you know, racial injustice commercials, things like that, um, which, again, are absolutely critical. And and we should be talking about that and we should be bringing those things to light. 
Um, and I, I'm absolutely for players using their platform for whatever they believe in. I, I really am. Again, this is America, boys. So use your platform however you want to. That is your right. But I do also think that, you know, America is possibly exercising their rights as well and just turning off the games. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's showing in the numbers. I mean, let's just be honest. It's showing in the numbers. So, you know, we don't yeah. want to get too far into all the BS about it. Yeah. But I, I did just think it was so crazy with how much, because again, months ago, man, when we were talking about this and we were like, oh my God, we were drooling. Can you believe we're going to have baseball on? We're going to have basketball. We're going to have golf. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. I mean, and now we have it and the numbers are tanking. And, you know, I, I'll be honest, man my friends aren't watching NBA basketball right now. They're watching more baseball than basketball. And I'll be honest, that is different and not normal for my crew. So there's definitely something in the water, if you will. But, you know, like I said, I just thought it was crazy. And then when they said that all these podcasts were a lot more popular than the NBA uh, playoff games, and I'm like, okay, how many of these podcasts have I even heard of? And again, the top <laughs> 10 podcast hadn't even heard of a single one of them. So there we go. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, and again, we're just, I'm just kind of putting an opinion out. I mean, don't get me wrong. That is how, how I feel about it. You know, I do feel like it is, it is much and, uh, or it is too much. And, it's it's a lot at one time. That that's to me what it is. Is it's a lot at one time. Like I'm getting it in the news. I'm getting it on Facebook. I'm getting it on Instagram, and then I turn on ESPN. and I'm getting it there too. So yeah. Um, I think they're gonna have to. I don't know what they do because I. It's it's hard to to find that nice balance. Don't get me wrong between, um, you know what you you know trying to you know stay with social justice and or or or, you know stay with social issues and and also you know stay on sports but also like nobody's telling you to do it you know what i mean nobody's like hey espn what are you doing like no you're doing it kind of out of your own you know you're trying to show your support and that's great but like at the same time i think even i don't i don't again like i said i don't think it matters who you are i think you just want to watch sports and watch sports like i'm watching this nhl game and i've i've been watching it there hasn't been much about anything going on i mean you know they said this little here in bits and pieces but that's about it and that I, and that's great that's big that's all you need to do um but i do think we're really talking about we think that's why the numbers are down and i think that's the only answer i mean like you said your people are are watching baseball instead of basketball right now um i know there's a lot of people on my facebook uh, a lot of friends that i keep in touch with that normally watch basketball um but they're either not watching anything or they're actually turning on baseball um and watching it so yeah, I mean, it, there's definitely something that's going on that's turning people off from the NBA. I don't know if maybe they maybe they didn't like these seeded playoffs. I mean, maybe that could be what it well, is. Well, and I mean, and I think it has been a a slow decline. I don't think this is something that happened overnight. Um, I mean, again, I don't think that, and maybe there are some people who kind of tuned out a little bit when the players went on the strike and all the games were canceled and postponed and things like that, and Maybe that turned off a lot of fans. I, I don't know. And again, we're just kind of speculating here. We're bringing it up again. The biggest thing that I thought was funny about this was the whole podcast situation. I think mm. that's absolutely ridiculous because if you tell me that any of those podcasts are more popular than basketball, 
you should be slapped in the face. Um, they're not. And bottom line, basketball is way more entertaining than probably every single one of those podcasts. Again, never even heard of them, never even listened to them. Doesn't even really matter. I'm going to go sight unseen on that one. Um, I'll tell you whose podcast y'all need to be listening to. Hey, now. Hey, now. Get your friends now. If you ain't, you better get your shit together. Bring your friends. What's going on, guys? John here from the Sports Project. Just want to take a little break here, let you guys know what our social medias are. So our Facebook is now the Sports Project. And then we have Instagram. Go search the.sports.project and give us a follow. And, of course, you can catch us at Twitter, sports underscore project. Make sure you guys go give us a follow, comment, get involved. We love to hear from the fans. We'll see you guys soon. Take it easy. But um, talking about stars, man, um, I got something a little bit off topic for you, but I'll go ahead and introduce it to you and uh, tell you what I know about it. And let's get your thoughts on it. Okay. So tennis, U.S. Open has started uh again for people who are not huge tennis fans this is a huge major that is going on hardcore in new york city right now as we speak part of the grand slam so it is part of the grand slam yep so this u.s open the french open wimbledon and australian open um so again the the u.s open is the last major of the year it's the last grand slam um it's the last huge tournament of the tennis season and the top-seeded number one uh, player in the world, Novak Djokovic, has been eliminated. And by what I mean eliminated, he was thrown out of the tournament. <laughs> so um, Novak got a little upset and a little heated in a set change. Um, today he was playing... Oh, God, man, I want to say his name right. Pablo Carino Busta. And uh, so there was a set change. They're changing the sides of the court. And apparently, I've, I've gone back and tried to watch the video. It's a little tough to see. Dude, he whacked the shit out of a ball just right behind him and slammed it. And the next thing you know, man, one of the line judges behind him just goes down. So I kept watching it back and back and back. And again, I've read a couple stories on it, but basically... He hit the ball so hard and it hit her right in the neck and actually had to go to the hospital. Um, So after so after about 15 minutes um, of deliberation with the Grand Slam supervisor, Novak Djokovic himself, the tournament referee and the chair umpire. After about 10 or 15 minutes of discussion, it was decided that Djokovic has been disqualified. Um, Now, again, this is the number one tennis player in the world. This is a major. This is like Tiger Woods going for the Masters, and he gets thrown out because he hit a player with a golf ball or he hit a fan with a golf ball. Um, I... Man, this is a huge story to me. And I'll be honest, I haven't heard a lot of this going around. This is a huge story. I don't understand why more people aren't buzzing about this right now. Um, I mean, I think mainly because 
I'll be honest, it's Tennessee <laughs> or tennis. <laughs> uh, Tennessee. I said Tennessee. Um, tennis um, is uh, more of a European Australian sport. I mean, America. Yeah, well, so is Tennessee, man. Nobody wants those losers. <laughs> um, America just doesn't really follow. Or, Send your or hate watch. mail, baby. Send your hate yeah, mail. Yeah, fuck, fuck mm. Tennessee. Fuck Tennessee. Mm. Um. But, uh, yeah, we just don't watch tennis like that. Um, and it's just, it's the same way that, you know, countries don't, I mean, now countries are starting to watch football. Um, but, I mean, it's the same way how countries don't really, not a lot, not every country watches baseball, not every country watches football. Um, we don't watch. You talking about football? You you talking about football? Um, oh, we gonna talk about football. Oh, uh, we gonna talk about some football now, eventually. Um, hopefully, mm-hmm. God dang, I wish we'd get it started. Yeah. Um, Dag nabbit. But um, so speaking, speaking of getting tossed, okay, here's here's a guy I really hate, Bryce Harper. He got tossed last <laughs> night, <laughs> um, and <clears throat> it was he. I'm so glad they tossed him. He's such he's such a whiny bitch. Okay, so I I forget why he originally oh, oh 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 I remember what it was. So he was running I think he was running down first. What was it? What was it? What was he doing? What was he doing? Bryce Harper was a J. He didn't get ejected like during the play. Um that like he actually no. like was pissed about. Um I'm trying to remember because they actually these videos are of course really just kind of showing when he gets ejected. Um, I think, I think he, um, I think he was just running a ball to first or whatever. And maybe they called him out and he didn't think he was out or something like that. Um, anyways, he comes back. I guess the ump had said something to him during, um, during the, um, like play when it happened. So when he comes back out onto the field, he uh, goes over to talk to the first base ump, and uh, I, I guess he didn't like the way that the umpire talked to him because I guess he kind of talked to him like a child is what Harper is saying. Um, and so he came back out, started talking to him, this, that, and the other, and the ump said, I'm not talking to you, you know, I'm not going to have that conversation, blah, blah, blah. And eventually he tosses it. So I'm going to share the video, or I'm going to you know share the screen, and um, we'll get a look at what uh, what we got going on. So okay, here's he's already been tossed at this point. So let me go back. All right, so this is this is after he got tossed. So here he is. He's talking to him. He look. I'm just telling him no. I'm not. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Heck, man, just go to your damn outfield position and be there and just call it a day. Get the hell out. Just get the hell out. Get the hell out the damn game. Hell, yeah. Get you Take you and your long ass hair out the damn game. So, of course, he gets on in an interview saying, <laughs> Oh, I, you know, I don't, I just was, I didn't like the way he talked to me. He talked to me like a child and blah, blah. Well, probably because you act like one, bro. I mean, look at you. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like you, what are you? What is talking to the umpire doing for you? What is it gonna do? What? 
well, what's he going to – oh, you know what? You're right. Maybe I should change the call from the inning before that it, that's already passed and we're in the other half of. Let me just change that call, and we'll go back to that inning, and we'll just restart, right, because you're Bryce Harper. Like, man, fuck out of here, dude. Like, go to your outfield Jeez. position. It's over. If you want to you wanna say something to him, that's fine. But, you know, say something and then just go about it. You know, you can't you, – you've got to know. You keep coming back. He's going to toss your ass. They they have that <laughs> right. What? Who's going to say, no, he doesn't deserve to be tossed? Oh, doesn't matter. I already did it. I'm the umpire. I do whatever the fuck I want. So, mm-hmm. hey, stupid. I that's why I don't like Bryce Harper. He's a child. He acts like a child, and then wonders why he gets treated like one in in baseball. Well, cause you act like one. But that's just my piece for the day. I hate I hate Bryce Harper. <laughs> and he's played for like yeah. the two worst teams. I hate the Nationals and I hate the Phillies. So, only only worst thing he could have done was play for the Mets. I golly, I can't stand the Mets. What's up, everyone? This is Brandon from the Sports Project. We got our first sponsor out here, Black Buffalo. Yes, sir. Stuff is awesome. Tell them about it, Brandon. So Black Buffalo is the world's only smokeless tobacco alternative that delivers the same experience as traditional smokeless tobacco without any tobacco leaf or stem. It's got the same taste, it's the same texture, the same color, and yes, the same nicotine. What kind of what kind of flavors they got? So flavors are all the traditional flavors you'd see out there with regular smokeless tobacco. You got wintergreen, you got straight, you got mint, you got peach. Peach. Georgia. And one of my favorites right now is a blood orange. I ain't never had nothing like it out of any other smokeless tobacco. So go try it out. Hit our Patreon page, any of our social medias, anything like that. And you'll be able to get a link and get save a little bit of money on it and try it out. Let's get started with um with some with some football. Um we said we we're gonna talk about some football. Um some foosball? Yeah, some 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 college football. Um there were there were some games on. Um they're not, you know, major games, but they are football nonetheless. They are college football. It's happening. Um Still one to nothing, Dallas. By the way, um, <laughs> but uh, they are in the uh, second period. Nineteen thirty left. Um, so, um, I know you watched. You watched more, probably more of the games than I did. Um, I've been on the night schedule um, these past couple days. So take it away and and uh, and tell us about these games, man. Yeah, I mean, man, football's coming back. So there were definitely uh, a couple weeks ago we kind of talked about it. I think one say there were two or three games um, that we talked about. But yesterday uh, it was kind of back to a little bit of more normalcy. There were eight games that were on. And there is one tomorrow on Labor Day. There is one on tomorrow on Labor Day. Just so you all are aware, it is BYU and Navy tomorrow at 8 p.m. So, again, Make sure you tune in, guys. I think that's going to be a good one. BYU's got a hell of a team this year. And, again, Navy's Navy. Uh, they just come out, and they're always just a good, hard-hitting team. And, of course, they're going to run that triple option because that's the only thing they know how to run. But you know what, damn it? They're going to run it to the best of their ability, and they'll probably put up about 400 rushing yards on BYU. But it will be fun and entertaining to see. Uh, a couple of the blowout games that weren't so much fun to see, Marshall, Eastern Kentucky, 59-0. to um, and then Army, Middle Tennessee, 42 to zero. Um, North Texas, HBU, kind of, kind of not really my cup of tea, but 57 31. 
Um, I got to give the game of the day yesterday to Memphis and Arkansas State. Memphis won 37-24, but I watched a lot of this game. Uh, I missed about the first five minutes of it, but saw the rest of it. Really good back-and-forth game, man. Arkansas State, I actually saw them play uh, Georgia last year. So, you know, I, I, I kind of had a little bit of familiarity with them last year. And they've they've kind of improved, man. They they got some really good wide receivers. They they really open it up. They throw the ball around. Arkansas State's going to be kind of one of those teams just sitting in the wind a little bit that I think we're going to have to watch this year. But definitely some good games. And man, they just keep coming. Next week starts really the uh, the first full slate. And uh, I want to say there's 14 games on next week. So again, man, football season is right around the corner. The SEC starts up at the end of the, the uh, month. I believe the ACC is doing the same thing. I actually haven't seen a lot of the Big 12 schedules right now, so I'm not exactly sure, to be 100% honest, what their kind of uh, schedule is looking like, but we definitely have some some good stuff coming up. So the, the I know we talked about the Big 10 when we talked about schedules last week um, because their start date is what it's in the what it's supposed to be like two or three months past the start date of everybody else's right so the big 10 man okay so here's all the information that i know about i have been reading a bunch of stories on this a bunch of different articles are coming out and again this changes daily so by the time you listen to this, please don't go on here and say, oh, Kevin lied to us. No, no, no. Kevin doesn't lie to you, baby boy. But here it is. So um, the Big Ten had come out and said with the Pac-12 that they were not going to have their season and they were in favor of a spring schedule. I believe that was the first general idea that people were going to do. Come out with the spring schedule. Let's exit in the fall. Don't even worry about it. The problem is, I think the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 screwed the pooch on that one. And you cannot have half of the major conferences playing in the fall and half of the major conferences playing in the spring. And I really think it's going to be the teams that elect to play in the spring that are going to be hurt by this the most. I think they're going to be hurt by recruiting. I think they're going to be hurt by the schedule. I think they're going to be hurt by the overall reputation that their university now has. Because it seems, again, and in the eyes of an 18-year-old kid, it seems like these people don't want to play football. But hey, guess what? These boys down south will play, so why don't you come on down here and bring them talents down this way? So, you know, I I think it's going to be something that they're really going to have to figure out. I know that President Trump came out, I believe it was last week, said that he was on a conference call with Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, talking about sooner startup dates and how to get the Big Ten back on the field sooner than the spring. Um, There was a lot of things that came out of this conversation. At first, Kevin Warren denied that there was a successful conversation and a path to play football starting in the spring or starting in the fall. I apologize. And then two days later, I started seeing articles and other things coming out that the Big Ten was uh, contemplating starting their season right after Thanksgiving. So again, we have the SEC, ACC, Big Ten, which are starting out mid to late September. And then you're going to have the Big Ten and, you know, whatever dysfunctional idiots they can get to go with them that are supposedly now starting right after Thanksgiving. 
And the worst part about that is, is the fall schedule is going to end right after Thanksgiving. So then right as the fall schedule is ending, now the Big Ten wants to come in because I think they realized they made a mistake by canceling and trying to get ahead of the curb, and it ended up biting them in the ass a little bit with this one. So mm-hmm. that is the entire story as I understand it at this point. Yeah. Uh, I, well, it's like I said, it's like I said last time. I don't understand how you're going to expect to be a part of these playoffs. I mean, I guess they don't expect to be a part of these playoffs. And, I mean, that's why you have players like Justin Fields transferring. And I, so I'm looking through their um, I'm looking through their uh, articles about Justin Fields and him transferring um, and just kind of trying to see where he's going to land, you know, that type of deal. Um, so everybody's kind of saying LSU, um, Oklahoma State was thrown out there, um, oh, who was the other ones, um, Alabama is, has, has been talked about, um, let me go back to this article, um, and I don't think anybody actually legitimately talked about Georgia, because that would be hilarious, um, but... Oklahoma, Miami, um, but I did. It, Georgia does bring up an interesting kind of topic, I guess, because what do you think he would come back to Georgia? I mean, let me ask that first. Do you think? He Say would, that again. I mean, he's Say not. Say that again. We're not even. Say that again. What do I? Do Say I that again. Come back to Georgia. Say that again. Who are you talking about coming back to Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, he's not. We're not in his in his top six. I don't know if those are picked by him though. I think those are just landing spots that are projected based on what people need, um, yeah. and where they think he would fit. So, I mean, what if he did come back to Georgia? I mean, I think he might get the starting job. I Jamie Newman. I mean, I I I believe in him. I trust in him, but. I Justin Fields, man. I mean, you got to think if he comes back, coming out of Ohio State, doing what he did there. I mean, you got to think he's probably going to lead the team. Well, I got some uh, news for you, man. One, Justin Fields isn't coming to Georgia. Two, Jamie Newman skipping out on the dogs like he did, man, makes me want to punch him in the mouth, man. I cannot believe that. That this kid decides that he wants to sit out and prepare for the NFL draft. Hey, you know what? I'm going to sound like an asshole, but you know what? We've already talked about this. I'm a homer, man. So you know what? This pisses me off, man. I was so ready to watch this kid go to work. I was so ready to watch him just the the different kind of practice videos and cuts and things like that that they've been sending out. And, of course, you know, they, they make it all look good. Dude, this kid looked like a monster. He looked like he was going to be the next truth, and we could have really done some awesome things with him. I didn't know a whole lot out of him coming out of Wake Forest. Did a bunch of research on him when he was kind of you know linked to the, the Bulldogs and transferring and things like that, and then he finally got him. We start seeing him in practice. Everything starts coming together, and now he's gone again. So, man, it's it's been kind of an up-and-down thing, so... 
while I'm ready for for football, man, and especially the dogs, I'm I'm really anxious to see what they're gonna put out. Yeah, I didn't understand why he even transferred here. I mean, obviously he wasn't originally planning on you know not participating in the, in the season. I at least I would not imagine he was. Um, but I just why. I just don't get it, man. It just, it does, it does. It just pisses you off. And I think it's because you know why. Like, he didn't want to participate because of COVID. And it's like, well, when you transferred, you knew that COVID was happening. And what did you, what were you going to not, like, what if we just, did you think the NCAA was going to cancel 2020 season and then give everybody another year of football eligibility? Hell no. They can't afford to do that. That's that's money that they have to spend for another year of college players that aren't really providing the school with money anymore at this point as far as, like, tuition and so, so forth. Um, they're not on a scholarship. I mean, some of those kids would be on scholarship anyways, but a lot of those kids aren't. But you would give them another year of eligibility, meaning they would just come to play. Um, and so now you've got kids that are in school on scholarship that aren't playing that are supposed to be playing. And now those kids, you go another year. Now that kid's a senior when you were supposed to have him for two. So it just, it's a, it's, you know, shit rolls downhill type thing. Um, so I don't, I don't know why he ever transferred in the first place. Cause I'm pretty sure he transferred during the COVID. Like when it, when it had already broken out, right? Like when they were contemplating when to start sports back and stuff like that. I did he knew. transfer before all that? I, man, I thought it was right kind of, uh, at, at right it during all that time, man. I, I mean, I mean, I really did. I'm trying to pull it up real quick and see what he said. So he officially announced it on January 11th. So it was before COVID. Uh, so it was yeah, before it was COVID. Before it. Okay. Okay, okay. But still, I mean, it I does still want suck. to punch I mean, him in the mouth. piss you off. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It just, that, that really, I, that was just going to piss me off more if he, if he transferred during COVID. But I mean, at least he didn't do that. But I mean, it does just, I, it's hard for me to be mad at him because, like, I get it. But at the same time, man, like, shit. Like, who's going to play? So I know we had somebody, oh, I can't remember his name now. Um, that was supposed to take over anyways before Jamie Newman even transferred. Um, but I I know I, I don't remember his name, and I know why I don't remember his name, is because nobody has confidence in him to lead this team. So, I man, it's going to suck. Well, I mean, so, you know, okay, again, Jamie Newman's out. But for all of you Georgia fans, I want to say don't fret. Don't fret. Let Big Daddy take you to the road of redemption. So here we go, man. Dwayne Mathis, the dude's ready to go. He's been medically cleared to play. The brain tumor has been completely removed. Everything that he is allowed to do, he is ready to rock. Please don't forget, he was the number one recruit in the country out of Maryland two years ago. He has been sitting and waiting for his turn at Georgia. Number two. JT Daniels transferred five star from US or USC this year. He is still currently under a medical review right now. 
Um, he, his transfer is official, but he was hurt when he transferred over. So he has not been officially released of medical duties yet. Um, I, I think we're okay, man. I think between those two, we can find a starter. We can find a backup. And then please don't forget all the incredible talent that we have coming in. So I, I, oh, yeah. I think I mean, we'll be, I think we'll be okay, way. man. Like I said, man, trust in Kirby. The dude knows what he's doing, man. He's going to have talent surrounded by talent, surrounded by talent. And then, oh yeah, surrounded by more talent. Um, so I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. I'm hype. This schedule is ready to rock. Dude, it's put up or shut up time. Cause you know what? If we start rolling through October and we just start rattling them off, boy, I'll be screaming the loudest, poking my chest out. What's up? Mm. Yeah, we, we, I mean, anybody in the SEC, like we talked about, has kind of a gauntlet of a schedule. So, um, I think anybody who makes it out of there with one or less, one or no losses is pretty impressive. So, um, it's going to be, I'm, so I'm interested to let's see. Let's go ahead and say it, man. What is your prediction on when the big 10 or let's just say the others start their season? Is it going to be this winterish type thing? Like they're saying right after Thanksgiving, or do you think it's going to wait till the spring of next year, 2021? I think it's going to be spring. Um, I don't, I don't think, and, and it's not because I don't think the NCAA is not going to want to start during the fall. The NCAA is going to want to, but they're not going to be able to. I don't think there's going to be enough players that agree to play that teams are going to want to play because I think you'll have major players sit out for teams and then those teams are going to start going, Oh yeah, I don't want to play either. Mm, I don't want to play. Yeah, COVID. No, it, man, ain't got nothing to do with COVID. It's because you know you ain't got your best players, and you know you're gonna get smacked around by somebody else. Um, so, it. I mean, I don't. I don't foresee it happening. I mean, it could. It could happen in the fall, but I. I think it's gonna happen in the spring, just because I don't think you're gonna be able to get enough players to, to agree and enough teams to agree to play in a fall season. And even if they do start in the fall, I'd be surprised if it finishes. Because I think you're going to get huge outbreaks of COVIDs, COVID cases on teams. And they're just going to have to be like, oh, we can't play this weekend. Oh, actually, man, I'm glad you uh, said something about that. So the Big 12 has come out with roster qualifications. Oh, uh, by the way, Alabama. So let me pull that article up while you're pulling that one. Alabama, they were talking about, I think on ESPN, they were talking about um, they had a ton of um, of COVID. Uh, oh, I guess they don't have a ton. So but, Big 12. So, has officially come out with roster minimum requirements for the 2020 season. Every Big 12 roster, every Big 12 roster must have 14 linemen. Every roster must have three quarterbacks. Every roster must have two 
head coaches in waiting. So I'm here and I think that they are setting up knowing that they're going to have outbreaks, knowing that there's going to be issues, knowing that there are going to be these sorts of problems that are going to pop up throughout the season. And I think the Big 12, by doing this, is actually putting kind of a stint in place and ensuring that they're going to be able to keep playing and keep pursuing and keep progressing with their season regardless of what comes. And I think they're probably going to take the MLB approach, which is, yeah, we got them. Screw it. Let's keep rolling. I I think that's what's going to happen. And here's the other thing. If there's a false season and a spring season or a winter season or whatever, if there's more than one season, is the college football playoffs going to be based on which season? I I mean, there's a lot of different things that goes into this. There's a lot of different things that are still kind of up in the air and we're a couple of weeks from, Mm -hmm. from being there. So, you know, it's going to get really interesting, but I do think with the big 12 putting out kind of those roster requirements, I think they are kind of saying, Hey, look, we know we're going to have this, but we'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, the the thing I think people forget about is these guys aren't these guys aren't adults. I mean they are, but they aren't, right? So they do of course control what they do. You know, they can decide whether they play or not, right? Yeah. But what's something else that could happen? Because who who boosts those teams? Who's who's the boosters for those teams? Usually parents of players, right? Yeah. Well, if they're players and their sons and daughters are well, not daughters, I guess, but their sons. Well, daughters too, because I mean, you got. I, I I would assume they're gonna have the cheerleaders and stuff out there. They're gonna have the water girls and the ta- the towel girls, the ball girls, stuff like that. So probably. And those those people can sometimes be boosters. I'm sure they are. Mm-hmm. So. When those parents start going, hey, hey, whoa, 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 y'all are going to play? We just had five COVID tests positive on the team, and you're trying to get my son or my daughter out there next to everybody? No, hell no, fuck that. Like, no, they're they're coming off the field, you know, ball, this, that, the other. Now, obviously, the student athlete has the option to be like, no, I'm, I'm playing, or no, I'm, I'm going to sit out, whether, whether their, whatever their parent says or not. But when you start talking about boosters, you start talking about, you know, money coming into the – into the into the college and and if those people want you to stop, it's gonna be hard pressed to not stop. So, I it you're gonna face a lot of different issues that we haven't really seen in sports because college is totally different from professional sports. Those guys all kind of decide their own fate for the most part. I mean, you know, they have their owners and, and you know so forth, but. At the end of the day, it's the MLBPA and the MLB. It's the NFLPA and the NFL. And they have to decide. And if they don't decide, then we just sit and we wait. Right. College is a little different. You know, NCAA kind of controls the whole thing, but money controls the whole thing. And there are certain people that fund that money that may have a problem with it. So it, that's why I think you're going to end up seeing a, a – a spring season because I think as it inches closer, um, like I said, Alabama just had some positive tests. Um, 
I know you're talking about the Big 12, um, you know, has these um, rules in place. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but some parents might look at that and go, oh, you know, oh, gosh, they're already preparing to, you know, kids to have COVID and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they'll get scared or whatever. And I mean, it's just it's, you know, the, the dominoes start falling and, and it's going to really suck if they try to start a fall season and then have to cancel it. Um, cause that's really going to piss people off and especially piss the players off. So I don't, that's why I think it's going to be in the spring. I think it's going to all come down to money, but I mean, that's what everything always comes down to. <laughs> Absolutely. For the most part. Well, we'll have to wait and see, man. But, um, it's, it's coming soon and we'll, uh, we'll have some answers soon. I think. Yeah. I mean, they have to figure something out. I mean, we're at what? September 6th. <laughs> We're, so I mean, time to roll. We're in the fall at this point. I mean, we're we're getting ready. I mean, people are putting up Halloween decorations, son. We're here, boys. So, we're here. Yeah, like it, it. Football should have been started by now. So, and I think now. Now I don't know when does the first game normally happen. I know it's like within like a certain like kind of set of days. Normally, you talking about um, football? What is it like? Yeah, what is it like August? It's normally it the first. August? Yeah, so normally it's the last weekend in August is like the uh, the kickoff games, and the, yeah. and normally the first official weekend of college football would have been Labor Day weekend. So this weekend, yesterday would have been the that's first right, where all right, the big right. games are. Uh, Georgia was going to be playing Virginia in the uh, you know the new dome down there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That that that's where yeah. all of the new games that's are right. coming in. So. It's it's here, man. So, it's here. I'm ready for it. Yeah, and it's I here. mean, and I talked about it. I talked about you know, um, I think it was last week in the episode. It may have been a couple episodes ago when we were just recording. But um, I talked about that. You know, what kind of playoff system are they going to do with this all conference schedule? So now you're starting to run into because. What I talked about was they may do a bigger playoff system because you may do every top two teams in the conference gets in maybe or something. I don't know in the top five power conferences. Um, something like that. Uh, but now you're getting into a point because, again, we have ten games, so there's two games we don't play, plus there's going to be no conference championship games, so that's three games we're not playing. Um, so you – still have some time but we're starting now to get into that point where if you don't start playing soon you're not gonna have time to fit everything in the way you normally do because um you know with with college football football is all their sports are oriented around school so those things have to end at a certain time because they have school and they have you know certain shit to do um that you know football well not that sports don't interfere with it normally but it's just like those schools expect for those players to stop playing at this time. So those, those classes are set up for them that way and, and different things like that. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting. I mean, you went, what you went to West Virginia for what, two years, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, so, it's I mean, how definitely it would affect it, man. I, I mean, when, when I arrived on campus, you know, I was basically handed everything. I, I, I didn't really have yeah. a choice of what day I was going to class and what my hours were and this and that. Literally, I arrived on campus and I was given a binder 
that had my workout schedule, that had, you know, my practice schedule, that had my class schedule, that had every single thing and every single day was already mapped out for you. You know, 4.30 a.m. wake up, 5.30 workouts, 7.30 shower, 8 o'clock breakfast, uh, 9 o'clock first class. You were in class literally from 9 to 2. You work out at 2.30. You go to practice at 4. Practice from 4 to 7, 7.30, whatever it is. Then you got film. Then you got your meetings. Then you got study hall. I mean, everything is a calculated decision. It is scheduled by minute of where you will be. And there is no debate about will you or won't you be there. You will be there at this time. Or trust me, you will make sure that you are there next time because you don't want to be there and not when you ain't supposed to be there. So, um, so, I, I mean, so basically I, I think, what you're telling me is a change in schedule might fuck some shit up. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's some coaches that I would say are creature of habits, if you will. And yeah. dude, I'm telling you right now, these coaches in quarantine, I would have hate to have lived with, you know, like a strength and conditioning coach during quarantine, much less like a Kirby smart. Who's just running around all hyped up like ADD Superman and shit like that. Dude. But, but, but imagine like Scott Cochran, who's like the, the strength and, you know, conditioning coach. And he, he was at Alabama for all the years and really built up their program. Now he's over at Georgia. Could you imagine like being his wife? Just like, I gotta lift some fucking weights. Like everything is just all jacked up, just totally adrenaline just complete alpha male i mean dude these guys are losing their minds right now and i think we're about to see a bunch of of things get unleashed man i i really do COVID and all COVID and all but a bunch of things are about to get unleashed yeah um i yeah i can't imagine uh being around these guys when you know when they're supposed to be playing football and you know, designing plays and watching film and all this. I mean, I'm sure they still are doing that stuff, but at some point, you know, you've done all you can do, you know? Well, maybe not. I guess you can always improve, but, you know, at some point, it you've done a lot and, you, you, you know, you've gotten tired of doing the same old, same old, same old, same old and not playing, not putting it to use. And, you know, so I, I man, it sucks and this is – I mean, just plain and simple, this whole thing just sucks, dude. It's just, it's shitted on the sports industry. Um, like you said, man, like we talked about earlier, it's costing the NBA a million plus every game. Um, what what was that phase for? Thinking about shitting on sports. I know you already know, but we haven't talked about it. What's that? Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, oh yeah! My God. Oh my God! Yes. So those of you who oh. do not know, uh, John broke the news to me. Was it today? Yesterday? 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 Uh, yesterday. Broke the news to me, man. I didn't see it. I didn't even hear about it. John sent me a text. A <laughs> hey, Mitchell Trubisky named the starter of the Bears. First oh, off, man. I have I have three or four questions. The first, I have a lot, a lot. The first one is why. Why? We've seen Mitchell Trubisky at his best, and it's not good. He's it's not, not the guy. Um, you also paid, I believe it was $24 million for your now backup, and that's, uh, you know, Nick Big Richard Foles. Big Richard. Uh, 
I don't know, man. I don't know okay. why. I am so on, confused bro. by this. I am completely... Hold on, bro. So, okay. Now, I don't know how all of this works. Because we're not as that far smart, as, but know, we're going to try. Well, I mean, we just don't know... Uh, we I just don't know how it necessarily works when it comes to, you know, okay, this is what the player gets. Um, this is what they get if they get, you know, cut or whatever the case. So we'll just talk about at least. Oh, it's what the a nine million says. dollar cap hit. Even if they just cut them, it's still a nine million dollar okay. cap hit. Oh my god! Okay, so for a team that has reading. zero cap room, zero cap room, yeah. zero cap room. So, he has twenty one million guaranteed. Uh, that is the signing bonus plus twenty twenty through twenty twenty two salary. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. That is twenty twenty salary through twenty twenty one salary. The twenty twenty two roster bonus and then one million of the twenty twenty two salary. Wow. Um, the twenty twenty one roster bonus was gonna be four million. 2022 roster bonus was going to be four million, um, six million of incentives. He won't. So be. of course you know he won't get that. Kind he of won't stuff. be. He won't get that kind of stuff. Um, but I mean, even if even if he's a backup, even if you kept him as a backup, you're talking, you're going to pay this man 21 million over three years. And that's not including his 2022 salary that you may have to pay him in in full. So it may not even be just 21, maybe more. Well, but so what I'm reading here is the cap hit for so it says it says a it says cap hit six point. Well, that's weird. It says six million six hundred sixty six thousand six hundred sixty six dollars. Uh, uh, let's just call it nine million. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Jeez. Um, so that's for 2020 and 2021. But dead cap, it <laughs> says 17 million for 2020 and 10 million for 2021. So huh. what is dead cap? Because I think dead cap is You can't get rid of it no matter what. what. Like in in some of the instances, you can defer the cap space and like defer it over so many years. So it doesn't hit you all at one, but I think dead cap means it all hits all at once and there's not anything you can do about it. Oh, yeah. So that means when they if they were to release him, that's that's what they would have to pay him then, right? They would have to pay him. I mean, depending on the year they release him, obviously. Yeah, again, I think it's a lot of the uh, contract, you know, verbiage and things like that of exactly what kind of clauses that they have. Um, and again, it's also depending on how they release him. Are they releasing him under a medical condition? Are they releasing him under injury? Are they releasing him? Un- so again, it's it's all depends on the verbiage in the contract, how it's written out, and then again, yeah. what's the uh, the backdoor reason, if you will, because you know I you know again yeah. the uh, Washington football team again lamest team name in history, but anyways, <laughs> they released Adrian Peterson. And again, you know, Ron Rivera basically came out and said, you know, Adrian Peterson's a million dollars. I got three running backs that are 600000 apiece that we'll just split the work between. 
So again, that that's the idea behind it. Um, so again, it's it's all dependent upon what's the verbiage in the contract, what's the reason that he's actually being released or cut or anything like that. And again, we're we're just speculating that this is going to happen because I don't see how there's any way possible. Again, the Bears are already a cap casualty team as it is, and for them to be carrying what what did you say a six or seven million dollar dead space for a backup quarterback? Man, you have to oh, get no, rid of that. Oh no, 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 no. Well, the dead cap for 2020 is 17 million. The dead cap for 2021 is 10.3 million. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Can Can I please just remind everybody and yourself, John, if you did not remember? But Cam Newton was available during this time. Cam oh Newton. yeah, that's that was that was the first thing Kevin texted back. Well, it was like the second thing I think, but that was that was one of the first things you said was that Cam Newton was available during this, and I didn't even think about that. But you're right, dude. Like, how do you just let him sit there, and now you're sitting there with Nick Foles paid out the ass, Mitchell Trubisky, who you've now named your starting quarterback, and everybody knows is hot garbage. I'm gonna tell you exactly like, one of the best athletes. Was what I said, John said. <laughs> Bears named Mitchell Trubisky starting QB. And I said, didn't they sign Nick Foles and his $57 million contract? And he's going to be a backup. <laughs> Expect him to be <laughs> dropped by the end of the week. That's way too much for a backup. Of course, John says yes. And then, well, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, basically, I said Mitchell Trubisky isn't the guy. He's another Brian Hoyer, which I stand firmly behind that statement 100 yeah. fucking percent. Um, and also, I really want to slap the uh, GM for the Bears right in the face because this piece of shit allowed Cam Newton to go to the fucking Patriots for a million dollars and you sign Nick Foles to be your backup because you're a moron. I'm so sick stupid, of these bro. stupid decisions. Hey, like, you know, this is You wanna know how much you wanna know how much cap space the Chicago Bears still have? How much? Eleven million. <laughs> and they 11 still got they still gotta sign million. their rookies, dude. What do you gotta have? What is it like six yeah. or seven million just for your rookies? Isn't it six or yeah, I, I believe like it's that. around that million? I think I think teams try to stay around ten million. Just so they have a little bit extra, but yeah, I want to say it's like six or seven million just to sign your draft class. And so it says here, which the second part of this doesn't surprise me, the Chicago Bears. Oh damn it, the Chicago Bears. Ooh, ooh, I scrolled too far. Chicago Bears still have roughly eleven million dollars in cap and cap space after their slew of offseason transactions, um, but they. The Bears have spent the most money at both tight end and linebacker in the entire league, including $21 million on eight tight ends and $45 million on eight linebackers. <laughs> um, but didn't but Khalil Mack got like some ungodly amount, so he's probably like yeah. a good, you know, two thirds of that alone, just him. So seven other players are split between like twenty million. That's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh um, man, dude. Well, but <laughs> I just I don't I don't know why oh, man, why I you got to wonder why why they named Trubisky. You know what I mean? Like and and I I don't know if maybe there's something we missed. Um but 
I mean, what is he? Is he doing something in practice that we don't know about? Like, is Nick Foles just sucking? I don't know, man. So I always thought here, Nick Foles sucked, so I, I, I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I don't know. It, it <laughs> says here, um, uh, Adam Schefter, of course, you know, always the one reporting this. According stuff. to my sources, um, where is it? Oh. The Bears are expected to name Trubisky the starting quarterback for week one, according to Adam Schefter. It's due to his progression, leadership, and this is quoted, by the way. It's due to his progression, leadership, and overall performance throughout camp. Nick Foles made the decision difficult for Matt Nagy, but the team feels strong about its QBs. Gross. (sighs) Oh, my God. (laughs) How did – I mean, maybe, again – Maybe we are missing something, I, and clearly we are because we're not at practice every day. But mm. I'm sorry, but I watched him last year, and I just can't believe that over an off season he was able to improve himself so much that he was able to beat out Nick mm. Foles, a Super Bowl MVP, for a starting job. Mm. I think it's a terrible decision. I think he's a practice QB. I think that's what Mitchell Trubisky is. I think he shows up to practice, looks like a star, can do everything. And practice he All-American, baby. He gets he has stage fright, bro. Just absolute stage fright. Oh, yeah. Just practice All-American. And it shrinks up and his bladder just tightens up. Can't pee no more. Stage well, fright, man. That's bad. Well, I mean, you know what? I'm enjoying it. I hope everybody out there is, man. We'll keep getting on every week, talking shit, doing what we do, trying to bring a little laughter to your day and, uh, you know, give you like nice little tidbit factual information. Like, you know, there's hundreds and thousands of podcasts that are doing better than the NBA playoffs right now. So, (laughs) yeah, you know, ask your friends, you know, ask a friend, tell a friend or don't. Who cares? Yep. But uh, I don't really have much else for today. I don't think we have much else for tonight. Um, but y'all, y'all stay tuned. Again, we'll be on YouTube from now on. Of obviously, as you are watching, hopefully. Um, so we'll be on YouTube um, for now. Again, we're still trying to figure out a way to be on a live system, and I think I found a way. So hopefully, next time we'll be on live. We start doing that. Y'all can start commenting and and asking us questions and shit. So, um, hopefully we can get that running. We'll still have our audio, of course. Um, and like I said before, the audio is going to get cut down. So you won't get as much what you see in the video. You won't all, you won't get all that in the audio. So, um, y'all just prepare for that kind of thing. For now, the audios and the videos pretty much sound about the same. Um, but it will be different. But, uh... Yeah, man, I don't have much else. We'll uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully, with a little more to talk about. More NBA playoffs will happen. Um, I th- think we'll have figured out the Stanley Cup. Um, looks like, yeah, Dallas and Vegas are uh, about to start back up. Um, so we'll hopefully have. I think we might have a Stanley Cup champion at the time. I don't know. I think I don't think it'll happen before next Sunday, but. We'll see. We'll still definitely be talking about them. Um, But we'll catch y'all next week.